0: Do you like the idea of self healing? Do you want to double down on your manifestation practice? Are you becoming ready to leave your current job or find the perfect partner? Do you want to learn three big myths about intuition? In today's episode on Root Awakening, a health podcast, we are talking with Guru Sonmez, Gul Samez is an intuitive healer and transformational life coach. Gul helps her clients get a tangible result through learning how they can use different healing modalities to work through what is holding them back and causing them imbalance in their lives. Okay, so here are some things I like about Gul. She champions self-empowerment. She really wants her clients to push their healing journeys beyond relying on her she really teaches her clients how to practice healing modalities so that they can become more self-sustainable in their development instead of relying on somebody else to heal them yes i love this i like to practice the same with my clients it's so important that we actually learn to be empowered in our own healing space instead of just relying on somebody else grasping for somebody else to do it for us Gul is very honest and in very high integrity as well. You don't feel like she is selling shit to you, and that's the thing. She isn't. She is genuinely enthusiastic about helping people. She told me before we recorded this episode that she wanted to keep her story short so she could give as many tips as possible to the listeners during the episode recording. And she has a no-bullshit attitude. She is extremely honest in such a compassionate way, and she is confident in saying that she's not satisfied with her clients just, quote-unquote, feeling good after her sessions. She needs them to actually make a transformation. So that is why she is a transformational life coach. She wants them to make a change in their lives. She wants them to evolve and develop in their lives, and I really, really respect that. So in this episode, Ghoul shares with us three myths about intuition. She tells us how we can start to experiment with talking to angels, which is something that I really don't go over much in this podcast. Some people have such a good connection, such a strong connection with communicating with angels, asking angels to help them. Ghoul is very much in her expertise on this topic, and she gives us some starting steps to experiment talking with angels if that's what we would like to do. She also teaches us about different types of letter writing for emotional healing and forgiveness and what to do with the letter when you're done. It's very interesting stuff, folks. Gul and I also talk about the most powerful, sustainable way to facilitate change in your life, and by that I mean manifestation. It's a good one folks. There is not a lot of structure in this episode which I think is kind of cool and natural. It's like a spiritual brainstorming session between Ghoul and I so check it out. This is Root Awakening, a health podcast. My name is Emily Kosick. I am the CEO of Root Awakening and a self-empowerment icon and I am here to show you what's possible and show you how to master self-development. You can follow me on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening, root is spelled R-O-O-T. Message me, say hi, ask me any questions that you may have. I love to hear from you. And this episode was brought to you by Primal Alchemy. Primal Alchemy is a superhuman optimization brand that sells super high quality herbal supplements and carefully sourced crystals to the world. Chris Story, the owner of Primal Alchemy, who has been on the podcast a couple of times now, does his fucking research and is very careful about where he sources the ingredients in his products. Even the herbs that Primal Alchemy sources are not only wild harvested, but harvested in their spiritual homeland as much as possible. Harvesting herbs from their spiritual homeland is called detail sourcing, which means that the supplements are that much more potent. So head to primalalchemy.co.uk and use the code Awakening, all one word, all caps, to get 10% off any of the supplements and crystals. You can find carefully sourced crystals, pine pollen, shilajit, mushroom blends, etc. at primalalchemy.co.uk and you can look up more information about the products on Instagram at primalalchemy.uk. Okay, let's get into this episode. Hi, everybody. We've got an eye-opening episode coming for you today. Gul Sonmez is an intuitive healer and a transformational lifestyle coach. Gul is just one of those magical people where you are like, oh my gosh, divine gifts really do exist. Spiritual and energetic healing really does exist. Gila has an incredible story about how she discovered her healing gifts and really proved to herself that her gifts were legit. And its I'm really excited for you all to hear this. She's just someone that has this special energy around her. She's very in tune. She's very honest, which I appreciate so much. And she has created a lot of special circumstances in life just by following her heart, following what feels right to her, and she has a lot of power in her intuitive abilities. So I'm really excited for you to hear about how she works with her clients, doing transformational work with them. So Gul Salmes, it's an honor to have you here.
1: Welcome to Root Awakening, a health podcast wow thank you so nice to be here and thank you such a nice welcome you know you never realize what you do you always judge yourself you always say I'm not good enough I should have been better I should do better Uh, but sometimes on my healing journey when I look back I realize okay maybe I didn't do such a bad job but wow such a welcome (laughs) thank you (laughs) I'm flattered (laughs) absolutely absolutely yeah and Gil and I got on
0: Zoom a couple of, I think I keep saying a couple of months. I think it was a couple of months ago now, maybe two months. Yeah. 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 And we talked a little bit about her journey and I really did feel this. It's it's true. I felt this deep sense of, oh my gosh, this is my proof, this is my proof that these really magical happenings can exist, that people are so powerful. I love to see proof that we are super powerful beings more than most of us realize. And I grew up in a circumstance where it was never validated to me that we have this type of power, that we have this intuitive power, this energetic power, this spiritual power. It was a pretty powerless outlook a very scientific western scientific approach to life so being able to know people like you who are changing people's lives or helping people to change their own lives through this intuitive psychic ability is so special i love to see new examples of this and you really showed me that
1: wow thank you (laughs) I, i totally get you because when you usually when you grow up especially depending on what year you're born, but in our ages between 30 to 45, what I see is your parents were just trying to get you up to the speed of a good education so that you can have a better life than them. So most of the people that I know, your first, your job was to get a corporate life or get a better life. And it's all in this masculine energy you need to be achieving all the time. Success, 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 success success so you never actually stop and just get the wisdom but when you maybe just look at your grandfather a grandmother's like all the healing all the simplicity Mm -hmm. is there actually so i think it's the time of a century that finally this feminine energy kind of healing this healing powers all around the world is more visible <laughs> mm. and women are born into them and they're not afraid to talk about it and as someone I hide very long on my healing journey I had so many clients but I was nowhere like literally nowhere and I was just ashamed of sharing this story with people mm-hmm. and now As I move through that, I see many, many women are doing it. So it's really amazing. And thank you for having such a podcast so that you give people who wants to reach out for these kind of topics, they have a place to go. So it's really, I'm really happy to be here.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. I think it's so important to spread the word on this. And yeah, let's, let's actually get into your story about how your career and these intuitive healing gifts became apparent to you and how you manifested what you have now.
1: Yeah. So actually, I don't have a very cool story. One day I was meditating yeah. and I heard the voices. <laughs> so I wish I had them. One day I went to the mountains. So no, actually, I became quite sick. I started to manifest different diseases and I need to get some surgeries and I didn't want to have them. So I had to look for some alternative solutions because of the sickness and surgery. So I was at a place, okay, I don't believe in this thing so much, but what can I lose? Let me just try let me just try, even though it's not for me, it's too hoo-hoo, you know, I'm a bit more, I'm a very successful corporate woman, but something within me is just, okay, let's let's try. What can we lose? Nothing. So I I reach out to a healer when I was at that stage of my life, but when I look back, it's one of the stages that I was so fake. (laughs) Mm -hmm. From outside, my life was really, really looking perfect, but inside, I was just Sad and lonely and resentful and feeling guilty, of course, feeling guilty all the time. <laughs> so, this is how I started actually because of a sickness.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how did you, what did you find once you got into these alternative ways of healing your body? Like, how did that experience go for you?
1: So, actually, I was not, I was never okay, let me be a healer, but somehow mm-hmm. I. They send me really, really amazing, let's say really soulmates on the journey. I end up working with amazing, amazing healers. So my first teacher, she was a Reiki master and a Reiki teacher. She she believed in me more than me, and she was like, just do it, just do it for yourself. Let just become a Reiki teacher just for yourself, and I was like yeah, okay, you know what, mm-hmm. I can use it for me for my own transformation, because mm-hmm. what I want to change, I want to get diverse, I want to change my job, I want to change this. So first, I started actually to get some tangible results <laughs> for mm-hmm. myself. And I started to do Reiki to myself, and I learned to practice. Uh, and I really, really loved it. I loved simplicity of it. Then I was so obsessed with this self-healing topic i read so many books like i louise hay was one of my biggest teachers although i never met with her mm. i think i studied with her a lot so When I start to read and understand more and more, I start to implement them more in my life. So as I implement them more, I start to understand, okay, this is working, uh, this is working too slow. How can it be faster? How it can be more efficient? Mm -hmm. Because I'm coming from a corporate background. For me, efficiency, Mm -hmm. return on investment, Mm -hmm. (laughs) data, results are very important. I wanted to see that part and I started to understand the scientific explanations behind it because there are amazing doctors and scientists out there that are healers in in this world Mm -hmm. so all of those actually just ignited the fire but I was just keen on uh, healing myself Mm -hmm. and manifesting for myself not for others to be honest first five years I was just focusing on myself actually
0: Mm -hmm. and you got some results
1: yeah, I get results. I change my life. I, I get the divorce. Then I change my job. Then I move to the country that I wanted to move. I move to the mm-hmm. company that I wanted to move. And I started to, but for me, heart chakra, I always say for me, the heart chakra is the, the main life lessons. they mm-hmm. coming from there. <laughs> so like divorce marriage all these kind of things not loving yourself and when I moved right now I'm living in Luxembourg it's a lovely little country in Europe Mm -hmm. when I moved to Luxembourg I started to work with a kid he was sick a brain tumor surgery and his mother asked me to work with him I always say it was the first way to really open my heart for others Mm -hmm. because I couldn't say no I really wanted to say no Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I couldn't because the story was a bit too sad I was like okay start from somewhere and I always thought I don't like people I could never work with people (laughs) but now when I look back after four years I think the biggest transformation came from my from the people that I work with because they really helped me to open my heart more and ask for more and try to help them more I need to be more so all this actually really really helped the journey
0: it's been uh, it's
1: my ninth year actually I'm it's gonna be almost a decade decade now last four years I worked with others Mm -hmm. uh first five years I worked with myself so
0: (laughs) yeah I love that pattern I love that pattern it's a really special one because I think at least in the states but I'm guessing this is happening everywhere especially western world when we learn to be healers or when we learn to be mentors or guides, coaches of some sort, often, and this is kind of what I did, we go right into a certification program or something like that and then we start taking clients immediately, which is great because we can still help them if we're if we're choosing the right clients and allowing clients to come into our space that maybe are a year behind us as far as like the journey goes, or they're struggling with things that we struggled with a year ago, we can still be helpful. But I think uh, it's really special when you take as long as five years to practice on yourself, to work on yourself and see that change within yourself before you take on other clients. And I love that you mentioned like <laughs> I don't like people, so <laughs> I don't really want to work with them or I can't imagine getting that close to them. And I I had similar thoughts myself. I, I have always been quite social and liked connection, but I also thought the same thing. Well, how is it going to go if I have to get so close to clients? But it's we learn a lot from our clients as well. I think it's such a nice dynamic, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. This is why actually my... I like to work on self-healing and teach my clients more on self-healing yeah. um, because I looked for methods or ways you know that can really shift my life okay how can I attract a soulmate hmm here is the class to attract the soulmate <laughs> mm. this is the meditation you do but no it's not working <laughs> yeah. it's not working on me so how am i going to teach to others so this is why I think it's really really important to understand the self-healing first and teach people actually the the main reason I really, really wanted to start working with people after that kid to show that there is self-healing. You don't need to be miserable. Yes, there's pain. I totally get you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you have struggles in life, I totally get you. And we you, you just stay in the blame. We just stay in the guilt. Like just this weekend, I had a huge fight with my husband, a huge fight. And my heart was torn and I was just crying and staying in this misery. Before, I would I probably stay there, I don't know, one month. But now I'm like, okay, <laughs> anger mm-hmm. is an emotion that is real, that needs respect, that needs to be released. Mm-hmm. This is what happened, what I'm learning from it. Okay, what are the, some things I can do? Can I meditate? No, I'm too angry now. <laughs> I can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, what is the other self-healing tool? Maybe I, I can do some body work to release my anger. Maybe I can journal to understand my anger. Mm-hmm. When I journaled, I realized, okay, it is, not about him it's related to uh, he's younger than me <laughs> me mm-hmm. being older than him and and about this jealousy the jealousy fit in mm-hmm. and where did the jealousy in my sacral jealousy is a sacral chakra issue mm-hmm. then i worked on the jealousy and it take me back to my childhood so after all this i was able to meditate and do all this little things. so because it's always a self-work. <laughs> your job is never done. Mm-hmm. Loving yourself is a lifelong journey. It never ends. Yeah. Um, because it's a lifelong journey, I want to just teach everyone that it's in simplicity and anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. Not special people, not special people see angels, not special people hear things. Anyone can do it. It just requires a practice. It just requires your time. So it's up to you. If you spend your time watching Netflix every night instead of reading a spiritual book, of course, it's going to take a bit longer, (laughs) your Mm time. Mm -hmm. But it's like everything. It's like, I don't know, playing basketball, playing piano, cooking a different food. It just requires some attention.
0: Yeah, totally. I love it. It's a process. So would you say self-healing? Because I was going to ask you what self-healing means to you. Would you say that it's like learning the different modalities, the different options that you have available to you and being able to utilize those when you feel something like anger coming up or when you have a fight happening? Like, would you say it's like being self-sustainable in your healing by just knowing the different methods that you have available to you?
1: Yeah, yeah. There are actually two sides of it. Once, if you're working with someone, there's also self-healing because nobody is healing. I always tell if I have such a gift, I would be on TV claiming like I'm in the next Jesus. <laughs> yeah. If somebody touches you and really your life changed drastically, you would know these people, especially with the social media. We would know if the world has another Jesus. Or I would charge it for a million euros if I touch you and your life change. I wouldn't charge it a Mm -hmm. normal price, you know? Mm -hmm. So everybody is healing themselves. So what people like me, where I see ourselves as like channelers. Mm -hmm. So you can tap into different energies and go to the places that they need to go a bit faster because you're psychic. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. have such a gift, magic, whatever you say or you know how to ask the right questions to take them there. But when they are there, they are performing their own healing. Because when I went to these courses, you know, there's so many healing courses, I see so much fake healing. Mm -hmm. Somebody is saying, because you also do the observer work. So, okay, where do you feel the pain? I feel the pain in my stomach. Okay, now can they release the pain? Oh, yes, they can. And because I'm more psychic i can scan the body and i can hear what i'm hearing is like no she still has it in the stomach mm-hmm. so one healer is acting like oh my god it's done the other one is acting like oh my god it's done and just out of curiosity because i'm obsessed with results when i reach out to these people later on i'm like what happened nothing no change mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what i see because sometimes my clients also are taken the session they're like yeah yeah, I feel it, it's happening. I'm like, no, bullshit, nothing is happening. Mm -hmm. Nothing is changing in your aura. We need to go Mm -hmm. one level deep. You really need to talk to this person. Let's try it one more time. Because when you as an individual realize things, really understand why they happen and how they're affecting your life and find the forgiveness within those specific stories, then actually the healing takes place. So it's within you. It is just faster if you work with someone, but still it's within you. So this is the part if you work with someone. If you're doing self-healing, there's so many techniques. There's not one technique. So just the more you learn a couple of those techniques, the more you can combine and try. For example, I'm a huge fan of Ho'opon. I like to use I love you. Forgive me all all these Mm repetitions. But I'm a huge fan of working with angels. So I combine them and I teach my clients to combine them as well. But maybe someone is more receiving healing through body work. So you also you need to combine dance with it because we're all unique. Mm-hmm. So for the self part, self-working part, the more you learn this technique, these are tools, you know, like little mm-hmm. spiritual tools that are there, that are available, that are free. And yeah, the simple, the better.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's so important to highlight that we all have different needs and different modalities are going to work for different people. I love that you mentioned, and this is something I want to get into in a little bit, Ghoul, that you know when you're, <laughs> your clients can't get anything past you. You know when your clients are like, okay, it's working, it's healing, and you're like, nope. We're not done yet with this. We need to go a little deeper. No, ask them this or go here, go here. Maybe even going uh, to deep places that your clients aren't sure they want to go to, right? Like, you know, like a deeper level of emotional healing that could be scary for some people or can bring up a lot for your clients, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why we don't work on no, no, no. So they first need to, we have a first a talk. They first really need to sign That they're ready for such a journey. Because I don't... They they shouldn't... I always tell them, you don't need to like me during the session. I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) When we end or work together, at the end of four months, you just need to say one thing. It changed my life. It was the best investment ever. Yeah. So it changed my life. Now I know I can cope with life. Now I know I can get up. It changed my life. I was trying to change my job. I changed my job. So I want to see... A bit more profound results. And I realized also on my own journey, uh sometimes we spend so much time pampering people. But mm-hmm. if they come to such a healing, they're ready. It's not your job to pamper them. They come to you because they want they want to transform. They're ready. They've done different modalities, it didn't work. So this is why I always tell them you don't need to like me during the session. Yeah. You need to at, at the end of the session, you need to leave the session like Wow. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing, usually in the first three sessions, first month, we go through big, big trauma kind of issues so that we need to clear their channels so they can receive more. So usually those sessions are coming with lots of tears because crying is healing. Sometimes they cry their heart out. But when we're close to the third month, we work more on manifestation. So they don't need to necessarily cry their heart out anymore. And they're usually like, okay, I didn't cry this time, but I feel the shift. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) exactly.
0: Exactly. That's such a nice feeling. And I'm really learning this too, just over the past couple of weeks, that healing shifts, releases like trauma release This can look like all different physical reactions or feelings, right? The one that we know most is crying. Like you say, I just experienced in the past two weeks, like laugh healing, like nothing is funny. I'm going into old memories of my childhood, like ones from when I was even a baby, right? I don't remember a lot of my childhood, which is a sign of just how we process trauma. We block ourselves out from those memories. Right. So I don't remember a lot. So it's difficult for me to go in to my very early childhood, but I've been uncovering these parts of my subconscious. I worked through, I kind of did a meditation hypnosis to... Reprogram a certain memory from earlier on in my life. And I started laughing. Like I started laughing, but for like five minutes straight. And uh, some tears were coming down, but I just made this realization about way early on in my life. It was, it was a situation around me just doing what I can to protect myself in the moment and just forgiving myself for doing what I can to protect myself in the moment. And I was laughing for like five minutes straight and it felt amazing, but it wasn't, I wasn't laughing because it was funny. I was laughing because it was an emotional energetic release. And I thought, and I I actually looked it up this, this I'm, I'm researching and And getting these hypnosis meditations from a company called to be magnetic, and they have a, an excerpt about how, how this laughing process is, is common for people to have actually. And I thought that was so cool, you know, and now that I'm working more and more with this, these kind of different healing techniques, I can also notice that I can I can feel, like you say, Goul, even when you're not laughing, you're not crying, but you can just feel a shift. You become more and more acquainted with how your body responds to healing. And I think it would be really nice to give our listeners an example of what kinds of transformations happen in your sessions and with your clients. And if you feel comfortable also telling us about what happened with your first client uh, who had the tumor? I would love sure. to hear that story again as well, and then also just you know what's what's happening what's happening with your clients now in more current times in your career.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. So what you said is beautiful because we all give different response. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened once when you say this reminded me what happened once we were working on a feminine energy, mm-hmm. and the issue was there was an the abuse story and somewhere on the journey because when I can channel things it means that they are ready so abuse story didn't come in the first session but it came in the sixth session when there was lots of trust between us and I said okay this is what I'm hearing let's go to there and you know there is just so much humiliation shock there is lots of heavy feelings which are stored in the sacral and we worked on it we worked on it and it we went over time I think it was a good maybe two hour session, you know, it Mm. was deep and deep. And when we finished the session, we all start to have our periods, both me and her. No (laughs) Sometimes release is so strong. Your body, as you say, body never lies. Or sometimes when we work on issues in, in bladder, or in colon, then you have diarrhea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the physical reactions is also, is also okay. I hope you don't have it, of course, but yeah. sometimes, but you really need to cleanse the your soul, your mind, but even your body says, okay, I need to cleanse. <laughs> I yeah. need to clear myself. So it's it's really important. When I first started, I was scared, always like, oh, oh my God, what if what happens to me happened to my clients? how I'm going to tell them it's okay if I have diarrhea after session mm-hmm. but then I said okay they're coming for it let's just try and I'm very grateful the feedback I get afterwards is, is is not scary they're like okay I feel the release because they know it it is for the release purposes so yeah my first client Noah he was 12 when we first started now he's 16 he's a big boy now he's taller than me <laughs> so mm-hmm. he's out of the surgery and everything of course he was half paralyzed he couldn't walk he couldn't see half of our body was paralyzed after the surgery but now he's back to school he can walk he can stand he is he's not covered 100 percent but he's also learning how to do this technique from him i'm also teaching him this kind of techniques that he can work on himself but along the journey we became we became friends so this is why i'm telling him now you need to work with someone else because i care about you so much i don't want you to cry
0: yeah. <laughs> right
1: <laughs> last time i met you i'm like Noah, you take what you can from me you need to work with someone else because I, I know I care about you so much. I don't want you to cry, but you need to cry sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so any healers out there, we're looking for someone else for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but he's being, he's being really, really great. I think, you know, Rumi always says, I'm a huge fan of Rumi. I'm a huge, huge fan. Uh, what you seek is seeking you. I think this kid was, although from the outside it looks like I was the one who's healing. I think I was the one who was receiving a lot of healing, a lot of healing for my journey.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, but my clients, right, the journey shifts along because as you take the path, again, Rumi, the path also take you. So I started with doing sessions face to face, but then I realized I'm better when I'm I shut down because I hear, I hear and I see without looking at the people looking at them seeing them watching their body language is a bit it's more distraction for me but I'm just alone in the space with the voices or the whatever you call them angels I perform better so I switch everything online so that I am I don't even see I just shut down myself and this really really expanded the of course my clients because then my clients who were coming to me from face to face they reach out to their friends so it's pure word of mouth (laughs) word of mouth is the best marketing ever i guess for a healing business but now they're stuck is the big word that comes in my session so they all have the potential (laughs) because we all have but it's all about the transformation you have the potential but somehow you're stuck you know you need to change your job but somehow you're stuck you know there is a bigger calling that something something within you is not happy Although you have everything on the paper, you are not, something is missing and you feel stuck. Mm -hmm. So I think the biggest word that comes a a lot when I ask them, why do you want to work with me? is just this, okay, I feel stuck. Mm -hmm. Or I know that there's something better. Or I know my purpose is something different. And I work with many business coaches or coaches or healers as well. Because it doesn't necessarily mean that you have nothing to do with healing, but still you know that there is something that can help you to feel better in this life, feel more aligned in this life. Yeah. So we work more on a transformation. And what I see so far with data, Mm -hmm. when you do the internal shift, external always comes one way or another. So we never work on changing their jobs, but 80% of the time they change their job. But it's not even a session topic for us because they're all high achiever corporate people or coaches or so they don't need an or entrepreneurs. So they don't not, they don't want to necessarily change their job, but they do in the end. Because yes. external always comes, always comes. It's a it's just a result, I say, for this journey. Or they change their city, they kind of change their life in a way that they feel more aligned and in the end this is the journey right you just want to feel more aligned that well, what do you what this is what we all want
0: yes exactly hell yeah when we focus on our internal environment, our external environment will fall into place. Not to say that everything is going to go perfectly, but when you continue to heal yourself or whatever you want to call it, transform your internal environment, transform the things that trigger you. Why do they trigger you? What is that trigger showing you about what you need to work on, what is that trigger showing you about your past, something that's come up in your past, when you go through all of the internal workings of how you're feeling, processing emotions, you will one day look at your life and say, holy shit, all of these things have come into fruition or all of these things have come, have kind of fallen into place or wow, I can handle that situation so much better than The way that i would have handled it two years ago or wow this doesn't bother me anymore and this used to bother me or oh my gosh i feel like i've way outgrown my job now it's time to switch my job or maybe i just get a new job offer that's paying me what Mm -hmm. i actually want to be paid and respecting me this stuff happens folks it happens when you when you change whatever kind of chemistry is happening In your body and I really believe that when we do things like emotional healing it is changing literally the chemistry in your body, and that will allow you, you can look at it from an energetic perspective or a scientific perspective you can look at, you can look at it any way you want, but you're going to allow yourself worth to, to heighten, right. You're going to allow yourself worth to be at a place that allows different experiences to come into your life. So if you want to call that metaphysics, or if you want to call that just a different vibration or a different energy about you, whatever the fuck you want to call it, you will start attracting these wonderful experiences into your life and these better opportunities because you are ready for them you don't have as many uh, emotional imbalances you don't have as much trauma that's mucking you up and blocking you from wanting something better in your life what do you think about this school
1: yeah yeah i thought you said it so much. i totally agree and, it, and the and a good thing is that of course it's easier to work with someone i don't deny it but Please don't take this podcast as, oh my God, I need to work with her. What do I do? No, because healing is within you. When you look at my testimonials, nobody says, Give oh, us so great. She healed me. They always write the same thing. She gave me the toolbox so that I know how to shift. And the toolbox is actually out there. It's not like I have a secret method. It's just, <laughs> you can Google it. There are so many different techniques now. There are so many ways. Even the simple thing like self-forgiveness meditation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like you just need to forgive yourself for most of the situations. Our biggest struggle is ourself. And forgiving self is an everyday job sometimes. So even those things like 10 minutes can really, really start to show you the signs of shift. so I really, really want to underline it. If you're feeling that, oh my God, I need to find the healer. I think I should not say it. I should promote myself, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't believe in it because everybody has potential to tune into messages and to receive, but just, we are so trained not to do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We're so trained not to listen to our intuition it just takes a bit effort and time to go back and listen to our intuition and right now there are so many books so many podcasts Mm -hmm. there are so many basic techniques like EFT, HOPOPONO, mirror work, affirmations you probably hear about those things but you don't do when -hmm. you start to do them Yes, it's better to not to do anything. This is good for everyone. <laughs> but when you push yourself a bit and start to do these little exercises, you start to see the shift. You start to see the results. Like this is what I always tell my clients. Like how do I work with angels? Do I need to get a tune? Do I need to get this treatment? Do I need to get this class? And I'm like, no, <laughs> you just need to start. As mm-hmm. of today when you need a basic help just ask for help because mm-hmm. they will come and help if you only ask so you don't need to get attendance you don't need to it's nice if you can of course if you have time why not learn more about this thing but you don't need anything all you need to do is have the leap of faith and start i see many people i share newsletters last two years i just every week i write some tips some books and I receive so many emails about transformation from the people who I don't know <laughs> mm. and who are just following the book or who are just doing the meditation, who are just doing the things rather than staying, staying mm-hmm. because, or emotions like anger, resentment, hate, sadness. Emotion is literally in English when I learned it. English is not my mother tongue, so I need to learn it. Mm-hmm. It, it, it literally means, uh, motion the feeling of the motion Mm. so whatever you're doing you're feeling it you know you're sensing. So this is why these exercises are working actually because when you do them you change your motion then probably you send different brain waves then you send different you send different hormones and then then you of course you start to see the transformation Working with someone is one way, but there's a lot of things. Working with yourself is the way. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. I love it. Taking action. That's been proven in my life so much. Things didn't change until I did something. And even if that's researching something that I'm interested about, researching meditation or listening to a podcast about meditation or some sort of healing practices, so many free ways. And for me, it was the combination of yeah, asking for help and taking action. So a lot of my clients, they say that they want something or they say that they haven't had something revolt, haven't something resolved yet. And I ask them, Okay, well, first of all, have you asked the universe or God for assistance on this, right? And I'm, I'm right now I'm not taking clients at the moment, but I have been coaching my clients on spiritual practices. So they sign a contract with me for spiritual coaching. So they know what they're tapping into when they start working with me, right? So they're not going to be weirded out by me telling them to talk to the universe or God, right? So they know what they're getting (laughs) into, but they tell me that once we start working together, they tell me, yeah, this hasn't like come to fruition yet, or I want this, but I haven't gotten it. First of all, I ask them, are you talking? Are you even writing in your journal? This is what I want. Are you stating this? Are you asking for assistance on this? And often they say no, because, and I, if you asked me that four years ago, I would have said, no, I don't ask anybody else for what I want. I just keep it inside me and let it fester for for months and months and hope that it shows up. Like, no, you can ask for energetic assistance. You can ask the universe for stuff, make a point to ask for that. It's Crazy! what can actually happen once you ask that I'll share a very brief story before I move forward here I separated from my partner at the beginning of this year 2021 and I moved from New York to Michigan well I didn't fully move I it was in the midst of the pandemic still I'm I Visited Michigan and I ended up wanting to stay here. So, my partner and I were separated, and I knew that once this thing settled down with the pandemic, I needed to go back to New York and get my stuff. Luckily, my partner was in a different place. He wasn't in that apartment anymore, but my stuff was still there. So, I thought, oh, this is going to be an emotionally taxing thing. This is not going to be fun for me. I really don't want to go back to New York because I'm just done with New York. I don't want to be in the city. I need help on this. And my spiritual guide at the time said, okay, write a letter to the fucking universe and tell them that you want to get your stuff back in the easiest way possible. If it somehow gets shipped to you, if something happens that makes it easier for you, you want that to happen. So I just wrote a letter, Ghoul, and I just forgot about it. Basically, I wrote a letter and I I was really into it. And I was like, okay, this is what I want. Universe, can you please just make the situation as easy as possible, but I trust the plan that you have laid out for me. Thank you. I love you, Emily. Goodbye. I shut my journal. And what ended up happening so naturally was that I got an opportunity to do a survival training in New York, in in upstate New York, which is what I'd been wanting to do for a long time. Very primitive camping. I got tips on how how to survive in the wilderness. I'd been wanting that for the longest time. I was able to do that, meet amazing people, stay with a friend while I got my stuff. My stay was even extended naturally for free. And I was able to have all the time in the world to get my stuff and I that that happened yes because because I wrote a letter to the universe and also because I just took action on taking this opportunity to do this survival training right those two things together can make
1: magical things just come into place you know yeah yeah it's all about manifestation Actually, your story explains the perfect manifestation because manifestation I think this is the Secret is a bit read, I think, wrongly. Like the law of attraction, it's not just sitting and wanting something. Yes, you, you, you when you write this letter, you you tune into this energy you told exactly what you want you just give them but not how because how is not our job how is their Mm -hmm. job in manifesting usually what i see with people we want to control how okay i want to manifest a job this i'm gonna do no how is their job but at the same time or or page is in love with our efforts so at the same time which you need to listen to your intuition like you did, going to for this training, mm-hmm. going to New York, maybe staying extra, all these things actually come together. So it's a perfect balance of trust mm-hmm. and and intuitive actions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exactly. That's so true.
0: It's so true. And I would, I would recommend that folks listening, if you notice that things are in out of balance in your life, or things don't feel right in your life, or like Google says, you feel stuck, Mm -hmm. take action now. Because I know that I've waited. I have a I have a part of my psyche that's anxious avoidant. So if we're going to talk about psychology types, I'm anxious avoidant sometimes if I'm not careful to balance it. So I will avoid something that I know needs to be addressed. And sometimes when we wait a long time, it gets really, really bad. And then we have such crippling anxiety. We're like, okay, I just have to do this one thing. And that's what really gets us to take the action, which is in the end kind of great, because then we, we get pushed to take the action. But I'm telling you, if you take the action now, when it's just kind of a thought in your head, like, oh, I'm dissatisfied. If you take the action now, and that action could be like Google says, you you could, you could start journaling, you could look into meditation, you could listen to a health podcast that makes you feel expansive and, and you could just learn about different healing modalities and try them, try them out, see if they work for you, right? Like try it now <laughs> because I've been through many low points in my life where I'm like, okay, now I'm going to take the action, but it got so bad in order for me to take the action. It doesn't have to get that bad for you. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And writing is the perfect way for doing it, actually, because you're very right. When you don't take action now, uh, I hope it never happens. But usually, physical (laughs) symptoms, physical diseases, sickness, illnesses—all these symptoms are can be a sign of internal struggles. Mm -hmm. So that you don't want to take action when you're actually at this stage. This is why I always say when I have something on my skin like a pimple or my skin has a rash or something like, oh thank you because it got out of my skin it can yeah. stay in my organs so yeah. then I immediately go okay why this acne is happening now or sometimes it's faces, it's lives. there are some people that trigger you there are some people that you don't like there are some people that really bothers you but what we do we're either we we're taught not to say something and we learn how to shut up uh, or just to be nice just to be look nice we stay in this kind of relationships so we never do real forgiveness mm-hmm. either to that person who we really resent or sometimes you really hate we never do proper forgiveness work to them or to us so in the end when you look at where they attack they attack your inner organs then you find yourself when you're sick so like if you're so angry at someone during the day, write a letter to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just write it, write it, and just burn the letter. You will feel like, huh, okay, this is not on me. Or if you want to manifest as you say, write this write this letter to the universe by the way writing letter in terms of yeah, manifesting and forgiveness is one of the biggest things every week they my clients have to do it they write letter every week but sometimes we burn sometimes we put it in the water a piece of it we don't put all the letter in the water or sometimes we say for later it all depends on the energy but writing those letters yes
0: I love that you say that I just yesterday I wrote a letter to one of my old pets. I used to have a hedgehog and I did not take care of her very well. And it still was haunting me in my dreams that I felt so guilty for that and sad that she wasn't just able to run around in a field like hedgehogs do in the wild. I wrote a letter to her yesterday and I noticed how how effective it is. So I love, Gould, that you say that this is one of the, the best things we can do or the most freeing things that we can perhaps do. And I'm wondering what... Gives you the indication to burn the letter versus put the part of the letter in water. I imagine that you just feel that out intuitively but under what circumstances do you burn the letter and under what circumstances do you do different different things with the letter for closure
1: yeah so for me the best thing is always ask your intuition because it never lies (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm gonna give some tips but if you feel like no for me I don't feel like burning it then don't because your intuition is always the best but when you look at forgiveness there are different types of forgiveness right so forgiveness is if you ask me the way a big concept that they also teach wrong (laughs) when you google Mm -hmm. forgiveness meditations and etc it's a big (laughs) it's a big misunderstood concept because to forgive your family, to forgive a love relationship, or to forgive a daily issue, a daily colleague, they're not the same. They don't have the same effects on your body. Or to forgive someone who really hurt you, like an emotional vampire, I call them. Someone you, you hate, you know, someone you clash. They're not at the same density so in this kind of situation i always say if it's like a work colleague that you just get angry for a little issue then basic or basic just okay i love you i forgive you i mm-hmm. understand a basic journaling, you don't need to even burn it because you just see it and boom you realize and okay i'm not angry at him anymore i was angry at him because he's not sending me the reports but when i when I look from his perspective okay he's also feeling a lot of pressure from his manager so Mm -hmm. it can be that simple Mm -hmm. but let's take issue to the people who really hurt you Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's not that simple right usually but I feel in the issue of resentment and hatred with others so somebody abused you or somebody like an ex-mother-in-law really yeah. really hurted you <laughs> mm-hmm. I know by the experience it is not like that simple okay I understand this person's mm-hmm. point of view so in this kind of situations for me and what I see with people when there's resentment when there's hatred when there's so much trigger then burning and doing it a couple of times doing it a couple of times cutting the course understanding burning really really helps but when I work with family members because Let's face it, we all have issues with our mothers and fathers. But at the same time, we love them so much. So Mm -hmm. it's not the same kind of forgiveness. It's more compassion. It's more on the compassion. Try to understand what they've been through. But at the same time, there's an unconditional love going on there. Because your mother loves you unconditionally. It's given this kind of feeling. Someone you hate or a love relationship. There's no unconditional love. I love my husband as long as he loves me. If he cheats on me, if he treats me bad, if he hits me, there's no unconditional love in that relationship. Mm -hmm. But my mom, no matter what I do to her, she loves me unconditionally. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I break her heart. Sometimes I become so rude. Sometimes I'm very impatient. And then she's there each and every time with a big heart and always there for you, always loving you. So this is why for kind of family it's more compassion and when I'm in, in more compassion energy then I use water I don't burn I just mm. use more water okay let me put this water and there is one thing an old shamanic thing I can give tip if you want on the full moon I like to do all the things that that I really need to relieve that I'm angry that I want to let go that I resent I write the letter and I burn but in order to manifest what I want to, how I want to shift that relationship, I write every little piece of paper, all the emotions like manifesting, and I leave it in the water for three days. Mm. So I don't throw it in the water, but I leave it in the water for three days. And I put some crystals on it. If I can find, I put some rose petals in it. It stays in the water for three days. Then after three days, I throw the paper, of course, but the water I put on a rose tree. Mm. So they it grounds it, it's a very little ritual but it always helps me to ground my manifestation with the mother nature with this kind of with this kind of energy so for these kind of things I like to play with water more and sometimes you just write you just write to remember and you keep it on your journal yeah. or sometimes you just write to share you need to share your story then you put it on a blog yeah especially when you're healed when you stop crying about I always say when you don't cry about this issue anymore when you talk then then it's time to share with the world because Mm. you're ready you don't cry anymore (laughs) you're healed (laughs) that's such a
0: nice kind of guideline to keep in mind when you don't cry wow I love that I love that and it makes a lot of sense because it's kind of like a It's kind of like a closed book in a sense, when you're not crying about it anymore, when you have cried about it for sure, or had some kind of release about it, and then you're not anymore. And I think, I mean, I'm a true believer for sure. This is so apparent in my life that these things that I've gone through that I've had to cry a lot about and heal from, they're things that I meant to teach to other people. And I think that's true for a lot of us, a lot of us. So yeah, I, I love that guideline. That's super nice. And I wanted to ask you too, so part of what, one of the things that I really love about you, is that you have these very nice rituals that you also live by, that you embody. You really walk the walk and talk the talk, which I love. That's something that I really respect. And when you mentioned putting rose petals in the in the water and handling that process in a very ritualistic beautiful way it reminded me that you you like to live your life you're very intentional about the season that you're in and that could be a weather season mm. or it could just be an emotional season and you mentioned before we started recording that you made a point to say, oh yeah, I'm feeling like this today. And I don't know, maybe it's because it's September 1st. Maybe it's because Venus is, is more pronounced or Venus is doing this right now. And can you tell us a little bit about that, how you like to move through your life while keeping in mind the workings of what season it is, our surroundings, you really like to integrate your internal environment with our surroundings. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah. So actually I find it out. I don't know how many years ago, three or four years ago, I was somewhere in my own healing journey again. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was trying to, yeah, the message I get was go back to your roots, go back to your roots. And I'm like, okay, what's my roots? Like, should I go back mm-hmm. to Turkey? Okay. I went back there. Ah, nothing resonated so much. Go back to your root. Okay. I read Quran. I read Bible. I'm trying to, okay, what is my root? Like, but this is not, I know all these things, but the message was, you need to go back to your roots. And I'm like, okay, what is my root? What's my root? Then uh, one of my friends gifted me a book. No more, it's about shamanism. It was her book. There was no print anymore. She's like, oh yeah, you like this kind of things. Would you like to read it? I know, I like this kind of things. And I said, let me read. In this book, I realized that Anatolia, where I am from, was the land of also shamans there. There are also shamans, not just Native America, also Anatolia. And when I read about the shamans, there was something. So there's a professor who wrote the book. He's also understanding language. And he said, when Anatolia were shamans, mm-hmm. uh, they were calling Moon a female name because when you look at italian or spanish language it's luna like it's a female mm-hmm. and it was the same moon was the feminine the divine feminine but in turkish the, how you pronounce moon we call it ay Dede means grandfather it's mm-hmm. a very masculine so yeah. for me moon is the grandfather it's the masculine because how you pronounce moon it means grandfather mm-hmm. and his saying was like this energy was so powerful They changed the language to hide the power of the moon. It really shook me that there were moon houses in Anatolia for women who are dealing the healing. And as women, these teachings of women over the centuries are hidden by grandmothers, but they are still practiced. And I just needed to understand what my grandma and my mother does, actually. (laughs) Because then I went to a shaman um, training. It was so funny. This lady was a European who's teaching shamanism and etc every time she asked a question I was like I know the answer yeah. <laughs> and she's like how do you know oh my mother does that home you know I wow. don't know it because these things are living in the culture mm-hmm. then I started to I'm not a shaman by the way I, I'm, I'm, I'm more doing everything but not one thing but what it brought me to understand the moon and the moon cycles how my body because i'm female in this lifetime i'm a female Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i was leading so much with the male agenda with the male calendar i realized that okay some days my i'm up and down Mm -hmm. some days i'm very emotional because my body is emotional and following the moon cycle and some days i want to do really hardcore sports where some days i just want to do nothing and just do an easy yoga Mm -hmm. And then I read a book about it. I think it was like the the woman code. So there's also the scientific explanation of this woman cycle. But moon energy teach me how to tune into more this kind of earth energies. How can one moon can be so feminine in your own healing, which never came to my mind before. And then I started to do full moon meditations. Now it became a big thing because every month we do a meditation on the full moon. Because I started to realize, okay, full moon is the day. And after all these years, just six months ago, I worked with an astrologist. And she said I was born in a full moon day. Wow. And my mother never told me that. I was like, mom, I hope <laughs> you that. And she was like, yeah, there was full moon that night, you know. Wow. <laughs> but you know, these are really the rituals. You just need to try. If you feel like it helps you. So I like to cleanse the house. I like to sage the house. Mm-hmm. because it reminds me my mother was a sage the house all the time so if it makes you feel good about it just do it mm-hmm. but if not then don't there I have so many clients who finds peace when they go to church and light a candle because they remind them their roots mm-hmm. you know they they remind them because we come with some roots for a reason They <laughs> yeah. have ancestors for a reason it's not a coincidence so this is why uh, I like to do some little chill and I see I, I see the results so this is another thing uh, because when I look back on the manifestation I manifested the dream the house that I wanted to buy I manifested the country that I want to live I manifested the clients that I want to work I'm still working on it because I keep changing mm-hmm. I, I find my soulmate <laughs> through mm-hmm. this kind of practices uh, because I see the results, this is why I think that they're working. The, the ancient people know. <laughs> we just forget. Exactly.
0: exactly. And that's why I described you at the beginning of the podcast as having this magic around you because you have results. <laughs> you have you, you have very specific stories that show me what can happen when you put these things into place. And yeah, I love that a lot. And I think it's really nice. It also struck me the last time we spoke, you mentioned... Ooh, I can't remember if it was going to be June or July, but you mentioned that you were embodying a certain energy. I'm not sure if it was like a feminine energy or something in June or July, but
1: yeah, <laughs> was it a feminine energy? Yeah. Yeah. Because as yes. I told you, when you can heal, uh, tell your story, if you don't cry, it means that you're healed. If you did it on June or July, I would be still, because in May, I, uh, I received a call from my doctor, from gynecologist, and I needed to get a biopsy. And I get the biopsy, and the results were a bit uh, alarming for them. And they wanted to do a little operation. And that time I was like, okay, by the way, for everyone, even though you're doing healing and everything, you're still a person. So there's always something there. <laughs> yeah. So I did with the thyroid, I did with the you know, bone kind of diseases, and back pain, and neck pain, and thyroid. And now, boom, out of nowhere. I, I got this biopsy results and I got consulted that I need to get surgery, like a little mm-hmm. operation. But again, I'm going to get uh, anesthesia and et cetera. I don't like these things. So this is why I said, okay, good. <laughs> Let's dive into this feminine energy now. Let's look at what can we do with the feminine energy. How can some different healing modalities, because feminine energy is a bit different, if you ask me, then the intuition, the third eye, uh, or the throat, because they're more, even where the place is, it's more earth chakra. Mm-hmm. It's like down, it's your root chakra, your sacral, it's more your earth chakra. So, so I realized the same healing modalities did not work for me. So I was on a transformation, trying to understand what modalities can work for me. And I got another test recently, it looks like we don't need an urgent surgery now, but I'm still in the processing. So the final test I'm going to take in January to understand by the way i'm not against any kind of scientific any doctors or any surgery if i need to get it of course i will get it but deep inside i know (laughs) it's all about letting go of this shame and humiliation of of the feminine because how i most women we brought up like you need to close your legs you need to mind what you wear you know what's happening in Afghanistan you know Mm -hmm. what's happening right now so there's a lot of pressure on women on Muslim societies and when I work with people with different backgrounds Christians Buddhists Muslims non-believers some different types of church that I never heard in my life all women have quite similar story we're always told to hide our feminine energy Mm -hmm. or we're trying to learn feminine energy from male energies so we're Mm -hmm. a bit you just look at all these models and all the sexual lines or how to look pretty you know like you always need to look young you always need to look pretty you always need to need to look feminine in the way that the industry wants from you This is why I think it's a big topic for me and for my own journey. And now is the time to work on this kind of modalities and share. I did a couple of workshops with my clients, actually. I'm sharing the teachings as well.
0: Nice. Oh, I love it. It's so cool that you work into, you work what you are working on personally in a way into your client interactions, because you share with them, you're very honest with them about what you're working on. And you also realize, I think you mentioned that it has to do a little bit with these ritualistic ways of looking at Your life and the patterns that we go through, you understand that something that's coming up for you might very well be coming up for your clients as well, might be something that your clients are dealing with as well. And I also believe that that the clients that I attract into my life, they resonate with me for a reason, they see me, they're interested in me for a reason. So we're going through similar things. And I think it's such an empowering it's such an empowering practice to integrate what we're learning directly into what we are integrating with our clients, like inter- integrating what we're learning from our lives into our practice with our clients. I love yeah.
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 love, and I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm very, very lucky. <laughs> I, to attract really, really solid land clients because they usually tell me that I'm obsessed with my own healing, which is true. <laughs> but along the way, I work with people as well. This is, for example, how I learned Akashic Records. I was trying to heal the heart chakra, <laughs> try to understand why my lessons are coming through the heart, why my lessons are coming through intimate relationship. What is the point that I'm missing? Because, okay, I dealt with the things from this life, but still, still, still and then this is when i learned akashic records then i realized okay it's an amazing profound method but there should be a reason because there are also so many people okay let's blame the past life let's not take any action Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm like this because of my past life but okay still you're in this life you need to take action in this life and i was blessed to work with people when i brought this concept of akashic records to the session i said okay i'm not gonna guarantee you when I'm not going to guarantee you how, but when we're ready, the session we're going to know and we're going to go up there and we're going to do a record reading. And we just embedded it so that they also know that it's not just, okay, let's just do Akashic record reason. Why? We don't know. Let me just see my past life.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, there's there. You, you work very deeply on these topics and it's legit. It's legitimate stuff. You're not messing around. I love when you say that It's really important uh, for your clients to get results. And that's part of being a transformational life coach, right? You, You see the transformation. You don't want them just to feel good. And I'm wondering, Gul, if you have a couple more minutes before we close, I'm wondering if we can briefly go over how you might give us some first guiding steps to connecting further with our intuitions. Because I know my audience, they have... Moments certainly of feeling like they are completely cut off from themselves, and they want to get back to feeling into what feels right for them. They're yeah. very there, and it's similar to stuff that I've dealt with that I've dealt with before as well, right? Like we just said, our our audiences, our viewers, and listeners can kind of reflect what we've experienced in our lives. I also feel, used to feel very indecisive and disconnected with my body. And I think we're also being hit from a bunch of different angles with all different types of information. And you should do this, shouldn't do this. Social media is like, it's crazy the amount of information that we are taking in. And it can be really hard to decipher between our inner voice and our brain that's telling us to do something that our brain was conditioned to tell us to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah 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 of course of course because then it's a long life journey so don't think that my clients they're down with me and they live go to their perfect lives and (laughs) every day they're waking up super happy Mm -hmm. no shit happening in their lives no Mm -hmm. but they fall of course this is life but you just need to know how to get up faster more efficient because the simple things are actually the most the most extraordinary things so You just need to do that. And about intuition, it's always about simplicity again. But first, I want to say three myths that I hear all the time when I start working with people. One is that there is, okay, the healers, there's a special person, the psychic, so I'm not like you you have this gift. I'm not like you. I used to say the same to my Reiki teacher. I'm not like you. You have this gift. Then she gave me the job of healing a plant, that plant, so that I can understand, okay, maybe it's also me. But what, what it tells Actually, it's everyone. So the mid first, it's not only special people. They just spend more time on it. If you are Mm -hmm. a successful banker, maybe you spend more time on the banking industry. If you are a mother, maybe you spend more time on your kid. If you are, you know, a social media planner, you just spend more time there. So as healers, we just spend more time here. Mm -hmm. Mid number one, only special people can channel this real intuition. So they need to tell me what to do. Please, please avoid this one. The second one is all my clients say in the first session, I don't see it. I don't hear it. I don't see it like you. I don't hear it like you. Yeah, because I did as a profession. Mm -hmm. So I work a lot on the blocks that are keeping me from hearing. So I take nights and days in order to clear limiting beliefs on hearing. If you didn't do that work, maybe you're not channeling true healing. Or maybe in your culture, you're scared to see things because when you were a kid, they told you there are so many demons. So you don't want to say it's a block. You put this block and you think you need to see. No, intuition comes in different ways. Either you can feel it or you can sense it. Some people have very clear gut feeling. They don't see anything. They don't hear anything. They just feel it. So mm-hmm. please, please, there is no one way of receiving information. And the hardest way, I think, for the ones who are sensing it, <laughs> the feeling, this is how we most of starts. Then you start to question what you feel. And immediately, when the intuition comes, catch yourself. You're going to immediately think 20 things to kill it you know Mm -hmm. i should go for a walk but no it's raining yeah but maybe i want to do something with my partner but i need to work for the report tomorrow but your intuition is telling you to go for this walk Mm -hmm. maybe the nature will heal you you don't know that it's not your job your job is to take the intuitive action not think about how just do it so the the biggest tip when your intuition comes you're immediately going to try to kill it Mm -hmm. your fears will attack your mind will attack so in that Milliseconds find your intuition to stick with it. And the last thing I hear all the time, but it's my imagination. I think I watch too much movies. So your imagination is showing your shaman animals is an elephant. Someone else's imagination is showing that it's an eagle. It's not important. In the end, if it helps you, as you said before, It's not important what you call it. Call it spirit guide, call it angel, call it the mother nature, the divine, whatever, in the end, if it helps you, even that you watch a movie and you have such an imagination which helps you to heal, voila, take it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) benefit from it so that it's not your imagination. Even if it is, there's a reason why your imagination is so specific. Just trust it, just trust it. Mm -hmm. So those are all the things that I want to talk about intuition, because it is isn't simplicity. Just trust it. Take the first thing that comes and do it. You will understand why.
0: Exactly. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I love these very succinct three tips. Um, So helpful, girl. Thank you. And I would also say, yeah, just follow these little intuitive hits that you get and as you continue to follow them you'll continue to learn like okay yeah that was legit that was good for me to listen to that actually helped me that led me to this go with the small ones at first that seem less like there's less impact to them like go for a walk like bill says or take this trip to work or oh maybe i want to go to the beach today i'm going to go to the beach today or maybe i want to have this for breakfast instead or maybe i should call this person follow those things that have i'm missing the word but that have less risk maybe that that feel yeah. less risky and that will start it'll show you like a mini version of what you could be accomplishing with your intuition when you follow that and you're like oh my gosh that and it might not even feel like life-changing. It might not even feel like you go on a walk and like, oh my gosh, my life has changed now. But maybe you feel a lot lighter after you go on your walk or maybe you get a little idea to do something on that walk and it leads to something else. So would you say, Google, that that's a good way to just like, to just follow the small things first and, and see what those bring you to start?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I always say, you need to first test it yourself. So to believe it, there was a whole mm. work with angels start just test first just ask for the basic things if you lost something at house just start with asking this because if you don't believe working with angels and if you start by working with okay can you change my life and no yeah (laughs) it's not happening so start with the small things as you said for intuition because sometimes uh, your intuition wants to take you out of your comfort zone and your comfort zone is comfortable. So mm-hmm. your fears are protecting you. If you start with, okay, what is my calling of my purpose? With your intuition, yeah, it's going to be hard to follow the steps. But if you start with, little, okay, what do I want today? Okay, my friend is calling me. Should I go? Maybe you shouldn't. When you know it deep inside, deep inside it says no. Yeah. Or sometimes you just rent an apartment without any logical reason. It's just, okay, it's this. But then, yeah, but the light like is coming from right. I'm not sure if it's the right neighborhood, but your intuition really says, please, it's here. <laughs> Just mm. listen to it. With the small things. I love what you said.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And it's really such, it's a, such a fun way to live. And it's the way that we're kind of meant to live. That's what I believe, at least. It's the way that I'm meant to live. So it's, I love, I love this advice. And do you have a couple minutes <laughs> to go I wasn't planning on asking you this question but it's come up a couple times and it just resonated with me to ask you if you can give us a couple of guiding steps into working with angels
1: yeah so who it's a very good topic uh, I know I and I,
0: I imagine that we could talk we could good make topic, a whole <laughs> podcast yeah. episode on this topic right but I guess some like starting steps because it's really something I haven't talked about yet on here
1: Yeah, yeah. So actually, I think it was three years ago and I was doing my healing sessions and I was hearing voices. It was going really good. Then I start, I booked a session with a psychic, Isabel. Uh, She's an amazing, amazing channeler with the angels. And the first thing she said, oh, you're like me. You can work with your angels. You can hear them. Oh, but you think this is crazy. You know, you should start doing it. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I thought, God, this lady's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) because that time i'm still in my corporate jam i'm doing healing sessions on on the next side of it so i want to see lots of results and angels is one thing okay do i know they're there if i don't know they're there how do they do it so actually then i start to read books about angels i get initiations about angels and to be honest when i look back they're there for everyone okay they're there for everyone you don't need a master to initiate you to any energy to talk to your guiding angel there is no such thing so don't do the mistakes i did <laughs> so you can just start start by just by just asking for little things by just asking for little helps because angels do not intervene without free will if you just read any book about angels there are so many just you can find them On Amazon, there's so many bookstores and which is the one that she really introduced this concept. Her books are really, really good about this, but it's all about just asking because they intervene only when you ask. And when you start asking small things, you're like, oh, okay. Now I can dare to ask for more. Then I can dare to ask for more. And sometimes you just ask for support. Sometimes you just ask for, okay, I feel like a cold. Can you just hug me? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't need to necessarily ask for tangible things. But when you ask tangible things and when you see the outcome, then you start to believe more and then you start to receive more. Mm -hmm. Because it's it's like any muscle. You never used that muscle before. So the first thing that I can advise is start after this podcast, ask something, basic. Mm. And, and they're really there to help and support you. But when you ask, you need to be very clear. When I say ask something, you need to give very clear guidance on what you want. Because again, everything is free will. Everything is free will. So this is one thing I realize, And the more you ask, the more you realize. It's like a free resource of the universe that you can tap into. And it's there, it's there for everyone. And if you're interested, you can try Angel Cars, for example, is a very easy way to start asking questions and just get the one pack that you like that resonates with you. So I would just say, start asking the basic questions. This is how I started. When I see the result, I'm like, okay, wow, it happened. Okay, well, I have a silly story like you. Once in the post, they lost my uh, ring. And the ring they lost is we ordered from California. It's coming to Europe. And somehow the ring, proposed the proposed ring got lost. Mm. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, because, and it was a healing stone. <laughs> because I put so much meaning on it. And I was mm-hmm. just going back home to talk to my dad. And because it's my second marriage, there's a lot of emotional... Uh, baggage around it and I say okay my flight is tomorrow if the ring doesn't come today I'm going to take it as a sign because lots of they they lost the ring which is impossible usually in Luxembourg mm-hmm. and I went to the post office and the lady in the post office told me oh yeah but it is now they came to your apartment I went to the post office they went to my apartment but they couldn't find you so it is somewhere on the street but they're going to come back tomorrow. There's nothing we can do. Hmm. I said, is there nothing? She said, no, only if you see the post person, maybe you can back them, but this is against our rules, but you can take it tomorrow. And I'm like, no, I'm fine tomorrow. And they're like, who's our rules? So sorry, there's nothing we can do. Okay. Wow. I left the post office and I just started to pray with my guardian angel. I'm like, please, if it's for the best of me, it's for the best of my dad. It's, if it's meant to be, Help me find the ring. But I trust you so much. If you don't help me find the ring, probably there's a message I need to take. And I'm ready to take this message. I totally trust and surrender you. Please help me to get the ring today. But if not, I trust you. Mm. And I was just walking home and I see the post, you know, the courier. Wow. And And I say, hello, I think you came. You have my ring. You have this parcel. Can I get it? And... It was a lady as well, which usually they're mailers. Mm. <laughs> but that lady told me, oh, no, according to rules, I cannot give it to you on the street. It's just we have the rules. You're just I can't, and I'm like, please, but you passed my building, so you're not going to go back there today, can you please give it to me, it's a ring, it means so much to me, and she's like, I'm so sorry, rules are rules, and then I immediately understand, I told the angels, if it's not for my good, I'm going to surrender, and I said, thank you so much, I understand you, and I start walking back. When I started walking back, of course, tears started to pour from my eyes because mm. I was like, "Oh my God!" Then I, what is this message? I just walked back, and suddenly I heard, "Hey, Madame," because I speak French. "Madame, Madame," and I look back. She said, "But I can come to your apartment." She mm. came with me. She took my ID and gave me the ring. And I was just crying oh. I was thinking, because I put so much emotional <laughs> stuff on that ring. For me, it was like, "Wow." I can rely on them because in the end they know and there are some things I ask for help and it doesn't happen and I'm like okay why it didn't happen I don't know but usually after that you understand why it didn't happen because something better is coming but always remember if you don't ask this help they don't help you have to ask you have to start asking for help it's a a free resource (laughs) It's amazing resource. It's the free resource that bless is for teaching me just to start, just to trust. Yeah. <laughs> that I don't need any hoo hoo stuff. I can just start, and I tell to everyone and all my clients have one story, minimum one story, because they just start. Mm-hmm. So only little things, the tips here: start, <laughs> trust yourself, and be very clear, because everything is free will. Just be very clear.
0: Yeah, I love it. That's such a great example. And it's such a nice way to tie in this episode, just asking. We have to start asking, you know, and that really can be our first action that we take that sparks more action, you know, so. Before I ask you where we can find you, how we can kind of keep in touch with what you're up to, I want to ask you one final question before that, which is what you think the root of health is. What do you think that baseline common denominator is? What is the root of health?
1: Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think root of health, what I see in my journey and what I see in others is that when you are aligned, with what you came here to do, then you find a way to be healthy. But what you came here to do could be different for everyone. Maybe you wanna teach kids, maybe maybe you wanna heal people, and then we're all serving the world. Maybe you wanna serve people uh, through agriculture. Maybe you wanna serve people through food. Maybe you wanna serve people through astrology. Maybe you wanna serve people through being a music teacher maybe you want to serve people as a being a strong female corporate woman, maybe you want to serve just being a mother, so as long as when you're on that path, I think it's your route to your health, sometimes we lost this, we just get into the traps of what success is, or what healing is, or what happiness is, we're just trying to tap into, but just Just tune in how you want to serve this world, how you want to live your life actually, then then this is the root of your of your health. This is Mm -hmm. how I see it.
0: I love it. It's so beautiful and it's very timely for what I'm experiencing and a lot of folks in my audience are experiencing. So that's beautiful. Thank you for that. And yes, where can we find you? Can we keep up with what you're doing? You are booked with clients currently is that correct
1: yes for next two months amazing <laughs> But I book in advance so you can book me in advance but yeah awesome yeah, which is a which is an amazing problem to have but yeah. it's, <laughs> but it's great to know. Is the biggest it's the biggest marketing tool, I, I think. <laughs> which is
0: so beautiful and such a testament to what a beautiful person you are and the results that uh, you support your clients to having. So we can book with you in advance, which is great. What platform can we book with you in?
1: Do you prefer yeah, social so- media, your website? So the best way is to follow me is my newsletters because I share there. I share the free meditations that I sometimes record intuitively, I share the full moon meditation, I share the books that I read that help me, I share this kind of tips, so I share from my heart every week. Sometimes I give a week break when I my horse stays, it's time for you to relax. But usually three times a month, I share weekly newsletters. So this is the best way to keep in touch with me. And in order to be part of my newsletters, you can download my forgiveness meditation because I think I have so many meditation, but this one specifically goes well with the topic that we talked today. Mm-hmm. And in my newsletters, you can learn what I'm doing. And for now, you can either work with me one to one but not on an office, a four-month journey. Mm-hmm. Or I teach self-healing for an eight-week program, but I don't do it now. So whenever I'm going to launch it, you will hear from my newsletter. So my website is purposefulwives.com uh, and there just get my free meditation and sign up for my newsletter where you have all the news. You can also follow me on my social media as well, but newsletter is where I yeah, where I am sharing the most.
0: Yes, I love it. Oh, cool. That's such a fun, interactive way to stay in touch with you. I love it. Thank you so much, Gul Sonmez, intuitive healer and transformational life coach. Thank you for being here with me today and for such a wonderful conversation. Very grateful for you. It's been an honor to
1: have you here thank you thank you so much as well i think it was very divine time you know divine time, yeah. uh, because we were talking for last two months and i think it's the very very last time and of course we see each other when you listen to this it's two psychics like looking at each other yeah. and listening from heart <laughs> to heart i really feel the connection so thank you it's, it's beautiful thank you so much
0: i hope you loved this episode i have linked in the show notes all the points of contact that we mentioned in this episode and folks if you did love this episode subscribe to this podcast leave a rating and review share this podcast with your community it's so important for me to spread the word on self-development and self-sustainability and self-empowerment let's empower more people on earth help me share this information And reach out to me on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening and say hi. Ask me any questions that you may have. I am Emily Kosick, self-empowerment icon and CEO of Root Awakening. Thanks so much for listening to this. I love you all. I'm so grateful that you're here. See you on the next episode.